Gap. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I am high, wide, and handsome. Well, glad to hear it. Are you ready to know everything? Sure am. Fill her up. Then, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about pleasing people. Oh, well, I'd be very pleased to hear it. <laughs> My theory is that sometimes you just want to please everybody. It's in human nature to want to please people. True. The problem is that everybody has different values and opinions. That's just a fact of life. And a lot of those opinions are going to be different from yours. And that's completely okay. But you should never change your opinions for someone else. Even if that will make the other person happy. Think about it. Let's say that you were at this party and this person comes up to you that you like but don't really know. And they are talking about how much they love cupcakes. Cupcakes are the best. Yum, cupcakes. Cupcakes should be worshipped. Vote cupcake for president. Cupcakes, cupcakes, cupcakes. But I'm a pie guy. Exactly. So, what should you say? You might say, oh yeah, I love cupcakes too. They're so good. And the other person might be happy. And they might like you better. But that's not what you should say. Hmm, go on. What you should say is, I don't happen to like cupcakes. I don't like their frosting. I think it's a little too sweet for me. But I can see why you'd like cupcakes, and that makes perfect sense. And if she growls, you're the worst. You don't like cupcakes. How dare you? That's exactly how cupcake people talk. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh well, that's too bad. But chances are, she won't. Instead, she'll go, oh, okay, and change the subject to something else. Yes, and I think we could even find a compromise with, say, cake. Still mm -hmm. got the cake part, but not so much frosting. So, no matter what people say, you shouldn't change your opinions for someone else. Now, there are some times when you should change your mind. You change your mind, or you realize you were wrong. Exactly, and that makes perfect sense. But you shouldn't change your mind just to make someone else happy. Because your opinions are what makes you unique. Hmm. Does that mean you're going to make me a pie? Compromise. You make the pie, I'll make the whipped cream to put on top. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. What is it? It's called The Sun Changed Colors by Marjorie Agosin. The sun changed colors. The moon enamored even the most elderly. The tomatoes blushed with joy upon seeing you pass by. Oh, it's short but beautiful. I don't know if you know what enamored means, but it means in love. Oh. How romantic. May I read it? But of course. The Sun Changed Colors by Marjorie Agosin. The sun changed colors. The moon enamored even the most elderly. The tomatoes blushed with joy upon seeing you pass by. So there are three objects in this poem 
that are all taking some kind of action. Number one, the sun. What does it do? It changes its colors. Number two, the moon. What does it do? It loves even the most elderly. Or I think makes even the most elderly fall in love. Ha ha. And the tomatoes? The tomatoes blush with joy after seeing you pass by. Yes. And I think all of these things are happening. That's the kind of twist ending. It's not just the objects are all doing these weird things. They're all doing this when you pass by. Yes. It's almost like a sliding door. When you enter my life, whoever the you is in this poem, the sun changes, the moon makes people fall in love. Even the fruits and vegetables start blushing. Quite a crush. Do you think the you in this poem is a stranger and she's shy and hasn't worked up the nerve to talk to that person? Do you think it's a child or a parent or a longtime partner or a friend? I don't know. It could be any of those things. Have you ever had an experience of being so happy to see someone that it felt like the sun was changing color? Hmm. Well, I know one time my best friend went on a trip and it was only for two weeks, but it felt like ages and months and years and years and years. And when she came back, we were both so happy, and we ran out into the street and jumped up and down and did cartwheels. And it was pretty dark out, but it felt like the sun shining bright. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. We got this from a listener whose name I have lost. I'm so sorry. And yet I do remember the question and hopefully everyone will be interested. Who invented the internet? Great question. I'll dive deep into the books, search the web, get back to you. to your vexing question. Unlike, say, the popsicle or the trampoline and numerous other inventions, the internet didn't have just one inventor. Instead, it evolved over time. The internet first started over 50 years ago in the Cold War as a weapon for the government. What do you mean? The Soviet Union launched the world's first man-made satellite on October 4th in 1957. All it really did was send beeps and bloops to a radio down on Earth. But to the people of the United States, it was alarming because this seemed like it could lead them to lose the Cold War. A lot of people began to take things like science and technology more seriously. Schools added courses for them to their schedule. Corporations invested grant money in science. During this time period, they also made NASA. The thing that scientists were scared of the most was that the Soviet Union would destroy all the telephone lines and therefore destroy long-distance communication. So, in 1962, a scientist named J.C.R. Lickliderm proposed a huge network of computers that talked to each other. 
so there could be communication even if the Soviet Union destroyed the telephone lines. In 1965, scientists proposed the idea called packet switching, which sent the information in electronic or digital packets so it could travel on its own. Otherwise, the computer network for the government, which was now called ARPANET, would still have been vulnerable to attack. In October 29, 1969, the first message was sent. All the message said was the two simple words, log in. But it still crashed the system, and they only got the first two letters. Hmm. Liquiderm. Go back to inventing popsicles. Hmm. From there, they added to it, they tweaked it, they experimented, until the internet became what it is today. Podcasts, funny cat videos, annoying emails, and so much more. Yes, there's been amazing progress, even if it's still pretty hard to go online on a trampoline. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.